What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, commuting our kids to and from school, finding time to spend with our family, trying to figure out all of our work obligations. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello and welcome to the 10,000 Podcast. We want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you haven't clicked the subscribe button, make sure to click that and share this podcast with your friends. We know we haven't been on for a while, so we want to appreciate if you've been going through our back catalog and listening from the beginning. Hopefully we get a little bit better at this throughout. You can kind of hear the, the increases in, in, in production and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of good stuff back there. So if you've never gone back and listened to some of the original episodes, last count we were at almost 100 episodes. Oh, wow. I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah, we're like at uh, 89, 90 or something like that. Okay, well, so. we've got to knock out a few more and celebrate our 100. There you go. It's looking forward to it. Yeah. But anyway, if you had ever listened before, my name is Sawyer Trapp. I'm the associate pastor of Eyes Church in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Mm. And I'm with my our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're listening to us. It has been a little while since we've um, you know, been doing this podcast and... We're doing a one-off right now. We'll be yeah. back regularly pretty soon. But we did have a cu- question come in from one of our adoring listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know uh, about adoring, but somebody asked a question. I was we like, received some hate mail. No, <laughs> no, no, <not> that. <laughs> we, we just uh, automatically delete that stuff. But no, we had a great question. And like always, we love hearing your questions, biblical, life ones, whatever it is. Uh, you can email us, mwolf at arisedenver.com or strap at arisedenver.com. But this was a great question, and I was like, this is, this is a good one. We need to discuss it. So let me read this question so everybody focus in for a second on this question. So quick question if you have time. It's uh, not a quick question, and it's going to take more time, but we got the time. We are making the time for this great question. Is it appropriate for Christians to pray for the deaths of others? Parentheses, he says, I'm thinking of this in light of recent political events in Europe, obviously. So he's talking about Vladimir Putin. Is it okay to pray that Putin would die? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said, hey, if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill Hitler? Is the idea, well, here's uh, Putin right now who's targeting a Jewish president and the Ukrainian people and killing uh, civilians on purpose. Did you see that there was the pilot that was shot down over yeah. the weekend? And he admitted, yeah, like my objective, my target was to destroy a civilian uh, location. So that's what's happening right now. Should we just take this guy out? That could potentially, if you cut off the head, you know, the, the rest of the monster will die as well. So this person um, says, you know, this question, and then they also have some scripture with this. Because if you're like, oh my gosh, some, some people immediately, instantly say, oh, that's a terrible thing to pray for the death of another person. Others are like, of course you'd do it. Um, <laughs> and we all come from different backgrounds. So here's some scripture that our great listener sent in. So Psalm 55 it says, let death take my enemies by surprise. Let them go down alive to the realm of the dead for evil finds lodging among them. Mm-hmm. So. In this psalm, it's like, I hope they burn alive. We have that statement, right? I hope you burn alive, that you are living in hell, right? 
literally, that's what this is Pretty a prayer intense, yeah. in the scriptures. If that wasn't enough, here's Psalm 109 from David. Um, talking about his enemy, we're not really told this too much about the situation, but when he is tried, let him be found guilty and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless and his wife. Oh, it cuts off right there. Um, here, let me pull that up for everybody. Um, I apologize. Um, verse nine, may his children be fatherless and his wife, a widow. That's mm-hmm. how you finish that verse. May his uh, children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off their names blotted out from the next generation. So that's pretty intense. This guy's like, I don't want him to die. I want him to suffer for the rest of his yeah. life and everyone to come against him. So there's just two examples, and you could come up with more from the mm-hmm. Psalms. People often call these Psalms the imprecatory Psalms. It's a fancy word for saying I want bad things for people. Yeah. <laughs> praying bad things. A curse. I'm praying a curse on people that God would do something bad to them. But then what makes it more complicated as our listener sent in is in Matthew 5, because in Matthew 5, Jesus tells us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Ooh, bless and do not curse. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Sawyer? Well, I think it's a very interesting question. I'm going to talk about the question a little bit before I seek to answer it. But originally, because we had, we, Right before we went on, we were talking about this question, and, and I was thinking of it when I initially heard the question more in the context of more like uh, a palliative death. Like somebody is sick, somebody is maybe in their last days, they're struggling to breathe, they're struggling with um, their um, health, and like it would it be okay for you to pray over that person and say, God, you know, it'd be really great if this person would die so they wouldn't have to experience any pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think this question is maybe even broader than what the, the um, person asking it was thinking about. But I think it really gets at um, how honest can we be with God in our prayers? Okay. Yeah. Like how honest? Like, are we allowed to, like, bear our true emotions and soul and, like, our feelings and, and thoughts, even negative, positive, otherwise, in between? And I think that answer, the scripture shows us time and time again, that answer is yes. That God yeah. doesn't want this like, hey, God, um, I, was, I know I was just crying before, but everything's okay. Everything's going great. Like, no, God is looking for us to be honest and bear our souls to him. I think mm-hmm. we, we see that in those Psalms yeah. of David where David is dealing with these enemies and he doesn't know what go- what's going to happen. He's like, God, I can't get out of this. So just bring destruction on them. Or I think about the beginning of Habakkuk where the Habakkuk the prophet is dealing with a lot of pain and struggle and he's been praying over the people. And in, in, right at the beginning of the, bur- the whole book, he says, verse two of chapter one, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or I cry out to you violence, but you don't save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. And so maybe... You're feeling like that right now. You see the situation of the world that we're in. You see the atrocities that sure. are happening on the nightly news every night. Yeah. Hospitals, maternity wards, civilians yeah. just being brutally murdered at the hands of, of this individual. And you say, God, why are you tolerating this wrongdoing? Like, it would be better if this person were dead. Yeah. And so I think 
being honest and truthful about God in our prayers is absolutely biblical and it's what God wants from us. Mm -hmm. But I would also say there's an element of trust in our prayers. But maybe before we get into that, Matt, you look like you have something you want to say. So I, I think you're right on. Like our emotions with God. Like if you've ever been angry and you want to hurt someone, mm-hmm. you don't need to pray and pretend like you're this happy-go-lucky, peaceful person. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell God, I am mad. I hate this person even. We can share exactly mm-hmm. what we're feeling. God is not going to be like, <gasps> like, there are things you can't even tell your therapist, okay? Because yeah. they're, they're like, uh-oh, we've got to lock you up if you're <laughs> having those thoughts. But you can tell them to God, and guess what? He's going to be like, dude, I get you. Okay. Dude, I get you. (laughs) Like, I really feel that way. Jesus has gone through all that stuff. That's what our whole series right now that we're going through in our place is about. Right. Jesus went through some awful stuff. Terrible Mm -hmm. things happened to him. He gets us. Yeah. He really does. So I'm I'm affirming you on that one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I would also say, I think there's also a question of, in this question, not just if we can, but if we should. Okay. Yes. Because I think mm, definitely uh, yep. we can. Yeah. We can bring our whole emotions. But is that something we should actively, should actively pray for? And I think that becomes a much harder question. Mm. Because I would more lean that, yes, we can pray for that. But I think the bigger prayer, maybe the more trusting prayer, the more prayer of faith is that God's will would be done. Okay. I think we see time and time again that no matter... What is what is um, go- happening in the biblical narrative or even in the words of Jesus in, in the Lord's prayer? He said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. That yes, we are praying for God's will. We are praying for earth to be like heaven no matter what happens. And obviously we have situations like what's going on in Ukraine, like what's maybe going on in your life where you're saying, man, my life is not like heaven. Mm-hmm. Our world is mm-hmm. not like heaven. But I don't think we want to, as, as the person said, is that when we're faced with situations of injustice, we don't want to, not, not saying necessarily removing Putin from power or even killing Putin would necessarily be an injustice. But adding sin and injustice on top of injustice to fix injustice is not the way of God. And okay. so I think praying bigger prayers of praying, God, I trust you with this. I don't know what's going to happen. God, if it is your will to bring about the end of Putin, then yes, I pray that. Amen. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the table. I know both probably pretty loud. Amen. But ultimately, a prayer of God's will being done, I think, at least for me, is how I would answer this question. Okay. Um, I, I think that's good. I'm going to have a, a little disagreement, like not sure. totally. So this is what I would say is we are commanded to pray, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Jesus taught us to pray that way. I did a message in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally called, your will be done. <laughs> I think it was a good message, so you should go back and listen to that. If you missed it, we need to pray that. But even when Jesus prayed, your will be done, he said, God, if it's possible, take this cup from me. He asked for something specific that wasn't in God's will. True. And he was asking for it. Yeah, we saw that. So we should ask for it. So this is a pet peeve of mine, actually, when Christians just pray, your will be done without asking for something. Hmm. Somebody asked for healing. I'm really sick. Lord God, whatever your will be done, do it. I'm like, where was the request? A prayer is a request. Um, or it should contain, that's part of prayer. Part of it's not, not all of prayer. Yeah, yeah. So ask for the thing. If you're feeling angry and thinking, oh my gosh, what is Putin doing? Like 
we have a family friend, Oksana, who is my our interpreter. Mm-hmm. She interpreted for me when I would speak in um, Ukraine. The couple times I've been there, incredible lady, Christian woman. Um, she is finished up her third round of chemo, but she's in Western Ukraine. And she's like, I need to undergo my fourth round of chemo, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get chemo because supply lines are down. There's no medicine. All the medicine's getting shipped to the front line. There's nothing in the pharmacies. They're empty and there's not enough food. Should I, what, what am I supposed to do? She could die without this treatment. And it's because of Putin's decision that's sinful that this is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So to ask that God remove Vladimir Putin or end this war, we should ask those things. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should have that attitude of your will be done and even say those words. Jesus yeah. taught us to say those words. But ask for the thing is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And it is in God's realm of power to deal with things like justice. So it does say in the scriptures, Jesus said, bless those who curse you and pray for those who persecute you. That is the ideal that Jesus is setting up, mm-hmm. and we should strive for that deal. He literally says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Right. And if Jesus is showing us the perfect example, when he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, not Father, take them out, right? <laughs> Jesus is the perfect. We should aim to get our hearts there. Yeah. When our hearts are, I want to kill that person, I want them dead, we need to ask God to change our hearts to get there. Mm-hmm. It is one of the hardest things in the world, and I've done this as an exercise. I was challenged to by my mentor. When I was angry at someone, say, said to, he told me to pray that God would bless them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even, at first, I couldn't even like get those words out of my mouth. Right. Like, no, I don't want God to bless them. I want the opposite. But yeah. I like would force it out at first, and the more and more I do it, now I legitimately can pray and mean it, because then I would just get the words out and not actually mean it in my heart. <laughs> but I kept saying yeah. it over and over and over again to that exercise. And I've coached other people through this now mm-hmm. because it was so helpful to me to pray God bless them. Because then you get to the point where you're actually saying, yeah, that would be, that would be good. But New Testament, because a lot of people are like, oh, that's just David's prayer in the Old Testament. Old Testament was different and everything. And, you know, David, the psalmists are just praying how they are there. But in the New Testament, in Romans 12, um, Paul says, verse 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. So leave room for God's wrath. We, We should let God take care of things and not us. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And on the contrary, verse 20 says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. That's the challenge of Jesus, right? Right. But then he says, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Right. (laughs) So there's a sense of, I still am trying to get this person back. That still is like a sense. They need justice because justice is actually a good and biblical thing. Absolutely. And for what Vladimir Putin is doing right now, he deserves justice. Mm Mm-hmm. And whatever your opinion on it, potentially the death penalty, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or something very bad for what he's done. So, moving back. (laughs) What I would say is it is in God's wheelhouse Mm. to take out bad leaders. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me read a couple verses to you. Proverbs 21.1 says, In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. God can change a leader's heart. Should we be praying praying that Vladimir Putin ends the war, that he's defeated or whatever? Yes. Mm -hmm. Pray for those things. Let me tell you another one. Daniel 2, chapter 2, verse 21. I'm sorry. God changes times and seasons. And then get this. He deposes kings and raises up others. He Mm -hmm. gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. So it is God's role to bring kings, presidents, authorities into power and to take take some out, bring some in. Mm-hmm. He deposes them. 
So if you want Vladimir Putin deposed, that's actually in God's, God's job description. He does that. Mm-hmm. There is not a single president who has ever been elected to office with, outside of God's sovereign power over that. Yeah, and we see that reiterated in Romans 13, talking about the government in yeah. the New Testament as well. So if we're praying, God, we want your justice to be done in, in this situation. J- J- Putin needs to face some justice. I'll let you figure out the ju- justice, God. Maybe that's the prayer. <laughs> there, there you go. But I take him out yeah. and end this war. I yeah. pray that daily right now. Yeah. I, I have a personal heart for what's happening in Ukraine. I want Vladimir Putin taken out, and I want um, the war to be ended immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to keep praying for those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd also say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering what you can do to help the situation, mm. our um, network of churches, Converge International, on their website, we'll link it down in the show notes below, mm. has yeah. an um, emergency fund for Ukraine that's being funneled to the refugee populations there, as well as local churches, um, to be resources in their community. So we'll link that down below in the show notes, because we don't want this to just happen in a vacuum, right? Um, this is supposed to be the 10,000, like the mm-hmm. application yeah. of God's work. So yep. keep yep. on praying. Pray faithfully. Yep. Pray for justice. Yes. Pray with hope. Yep. And and give if you can. Support those in need. Pray with others. Mm. And we want to thank you so much for listening. Yes. Yeah, send in those questions. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at arisedenver.com slash give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.